0: Can everybody just stop being such a-holes on every level? Apparently not. Free speech, hate speech. Who decides that? You? When the government starts deciding what is hate speech and what is not, then we're not a free country. (laughs) The weather here is weird in Texas. Of course, my mom comes to visit and she brings all of the weird weather with her. It's so bizarre. Okay, so everybody... Um, You guys should go to our site at chicksontheright.com and then look for our happy little faces. And it says newsletter. You can subscribe to our newsletter. Do that, and that you can get all the news from us every single day. Right? It's daily, daily, every single mm-hmm. day. You can do that. It's our. You know what is to weird
1: newsletter. too is that I don't know. I don't know if it's related because you know we've been telling people to like to subscribe to the newsletter. For some reason, just over the last week, I've been getting so many emails that are sent in via the email form contact form on our website that are blank. So I don't know what's I don't know if people are like trying to sign up for the newsletter, but they're accidentally just sending us blank emails instead. Huh. or I don't know what's happening because some emails are coming through through the website populated and they're fine, but there's a lot of blank ones. And so I don't know if, if people, if you think that you've signed up for the newsletter, you may not have, you may have actually just sent us a blank email. So make sure that you're doing the right subscribe thing. Cause I don't know what's going on there. That, that normally is not a thing. And so, man, what a sad, sad, sad thing. It is that Matthew mm-hmm. Perry is the, f- the first friend to go, you know, mm-hmm. does I stuff. mean, 54
0: that's my age. I am that exact age. That I know. hurts me. I mean, that just... Oh. Yeah, but kind of like what you said to me over the weekend, he was really bad to his body. He was very, very bad to his body.
1: There were mm-hmm. a lot of people, because I saw one person say... I'm so glad you didn't blame COVID. And I was like, how did COVID even get into this discussion?
0: Well, the people guy were, was horrible to his body. People were saying he was vaccinated. And so yeah, people, but- people were saying that and that you know, people were jumping on that, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, no. he was. But be- listen, take that out of the equation. He was terrible right. to his body. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. He was really, really, really. And mm-hmm. just so, so just troubled, you know, from just forever. He was just so, so troubled. Yeah. So, but it is sad, and you know, I know there's still some some mystery around it. Like they're doing a um, an autopsy to see what the ultimate cause of death is. There were no drugs at the scene. He was ostensibly sober for quite some time, with a few relapses here and there.
0: But they said they found prescription drugs in the house, though. Did they, they say they what? Not, kind? They didn't say. They said they found several prescription drugs in the house. So, I mean, I don't know what that means. You know, I mean, because I mean, you would like, find several prescription drugs in my house, too, I but they're you like would, for blood pressure. And shit. Right. You'd, you'd find like thyroid medication in my house. And be like, <laughs> right. They found several prescription <laughs> drugs in Daisy's house. Right. Right. Okay. They found okay. a satin right. in my house. <laughs> like, OK. It's not that. I know. So I don't know. know. I don't know what that means. I I don't know. Yeah. No, but I regardless, well, it's sad. And then it the, is very sad.
1: The official friend's Instagram page said In tribute, they said the one where we're heartbroken. Yeah, that was, you know, because how they all every episode was named the one that whatever
0: sucks. And this is the thing. Like i watched that was like my college show.
1: Oh, I loved that show. There's not a single episode of that show that I haven't seen. Mm
0: -hmm. I loved it. Yeah. Thursday
1: night TV, man. Must see TV. It was that the was thing.
0: The best. And again, Frazier, they don't, Seinfeld, all of it. Just don't do that anymore. We don't have that anymore. Everything has changed. TV has yeah. totally changed. Now everybody's like face down on their phones and Netflixing and chilling, <laughs> which is not the same. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm.
1: that's super sad. That's why I have my name today is mo- to Mock You Perry in tribute Matthew.
0: Mock You Perry.
1: Mm mm-hmm. um, Also, I did read an article over the weekend that completely freaked me out because, you know, how scared I am about something happening to the power grid. And apparently now there are neo-Nazis who are determined to attack power grids because they want to cause a pre they want to preemptively cause a giant race war. And that's the way that they think they're going to do it because it'll disrupt society. It'll disrupt our convenient way of life. And they'll bring. They want to bring about a race war. Can everybody just stop being such a
0: holes on every level? Apparently not. Apparently not. I'm so sick of just. Why does it take that many evil people? Why does it take shutting down the power grid to cause a race war? I feel like we're on our way to a race war without shutting down the power grid. They want to speed it along. Why do we have to speed it along by shutting Uh, down the power? I mean, people are already grumpy enough. I feel like. I don't know. Just leave the power grid alone. Stop. I
1: know. Uh, I guess good news, um, if it's to be called that, is that the main shooter, the bowling alley shooter from last week, was found uh, with a gunshot wound to the head. It was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. He was found not terribly far away from the site of the crimes. It just, they took a while to find him. And so he is gone. And so you can come out of your houses now. If you were hiding from him, he is gone. Um, And it turns out that he was like six weeks ago, police had come to his house because they heard that he was planning to do a mass shooting. And so they wanted to come and like talk to him and he wasn't home at the time. And so, again, it's that whole he was definitely on our radar. Can't stand it. But that's right. At least he's gone. So Mm -hmm. anyway. That's all the stuff that we have to talk about before videos. Um, but we also have to make sure that everybody is thinking about the fact that it is time to protect your wealth or whatever sort of financial portfolio you have. Some people would not call what they have wealth. <laughs> I would not call what I have
0: wealth. Exactly. I thinking, <laughs> exactly what was going through my brain. I'm like, I know because, well, who has that, right. <laughs>
1: but whatever it is that you have. Mm-hmm. With all the talk about like digital currency and all kinds of everything is so crazy in the world right now. The markets are crazy. The whole talk about, you know, the central bank digital currency is crazy. Everything is crazy. The only thing that is reliably not crazy is gold and other precious metals. And if you don't have that as part of your overall financial portfolio, this is a really good time to think about adding it. Or completely, maybe you have like an old 401k that's just sort of sitting around or an old IRA that's just sitting around. Those are the perfect things that you can do to convert into uh, a you know safely backed IRA that is based on gold. And if you don't know how to do that, but you've always thought about doing it, there is no one better to get information about how to do it than Birch Gold. And you can get free information, a whole gold information kit from Birch Gold by just texting the word CHICKS to 989898. So if you haven't gotten that info yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's just, it's free. It's not like you're under any obligation to do anything once you read it. You may read it and think, I am not going to do anything with this information, and that is completely fine. Or you may be like, ding, 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 and all the light bulbs are going to go off, and you're going to be like, yeah, it's time. Either way, it's great information. Just text the word chicks to 989898. Get that free information kit. Okay, let's get to I'm not, we're actually going to kick off the show today with something ridiculous and that is the fact that Patrice Colors of BLM Fame is now into performance art. So, it's she's been hiding for a while because everybody's been like you're a thief and a grifter and you basically are you've stolen money from tons and tons of people just to, for your own personal interests." Now, she's come out of hiding to take part in some sort of performance art i don't know what the purpose is behind the art nobody cares right but you have to see it i wanted to play the video because you have to see these women in
0: crocs all tied together by their hair <laughs> oh my god huh? what and, and what's the point of it like what is their what are they trying to they're they're known artistically the represent
1: or, they're known as the ori whisperers And this marks the opening of a museum's exhibition centering on the Yoruba diaspora—people from Nigeria, Benin, and Togo in West Africa—who've moved across the Atlantic to Brazil, Cuba, and the U.S. And how this is—I'm
0: yawning. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like how how this is uh, representative of that? Right. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. This is performance art. Now she's barefoot. And she's like in a sort of beige gauzy dress. The in other the women are all in Crocs in white dresses. So you know that's important somehow. It is okay. So the beige, <laughs> the beige represents.
0: I thought maybe she just couldn't figure out like on Amazon where to get the the other white dress.
1: And then did you see her palm? She was holding her palm open, and it's white. It's like covered with powder. Did you see that?
0: No. I'm not really into performance art. There, see her palm? Oh, that one palm. That must mean something.
1: But like, what? I don't know. I've never understood performance mm, not
0: art. Not a fan. Not, not a not fan a either. But I mean, to each their own. Right. Right. Whatever. Yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> so, she's getting paid for that. Because probably I don't think she does anything without getting a dollar dollar. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sure she probably is. Uh, Jared Kushner was recently in Saudi
1: Arabia to give a speech, and as an American Jew, he noted that he felt much safer in Saudi Arabia than he would here at home in America on any college campus. That is the absolute state of our country right now. Here he is talking about his experience in Saudi Arabia.
2: It was a very interesting time to be over there and I've been there many times before. Uh, one of the ironies is that uh, as an American Jew, you're safer in Saudi Arabia right now than you are on a college campus like Columbia University. Um I spoke at the conference, they allowed me to speak freely. And uh, what I sensed there was that there's obviously a very uh, big uh, disgust at what happened uh, with this uh, tremendous terrorist attack uh, perpetrated by Hamas. Uh, the people of Saudi Arabia have a lot of care for the Palestinian civilians, and so they'd like to see, um, you know, Israel accomplish the mission to um, to, uh, to to make sure that the Hamas can be eliminated. They're against terrorism in the region in general, and quite frankly, there's still a lot of enthusiasm to try to continue the the trajectory that was set under the Trump administration and that uh, the Biden administration has embraced to try and bring. Israel and Saudi Arabia together to uh, complete the regional uh, security and economic architecture that will enable a lot of the Jews, Muslims, Christians who live in the Middle East to come together, get to know each other, do business together, and most importantly have aspirations to live a better life. And you know one other thing I'll say that was very inspiring about being there is you think about the tremendous transformation economically that's happened in Saudi Arabia over the last five years, where they've really turned around the country, and you look at the West Bank, you look at Gaza, and you think if only there was proper leadership that cared more about creating opportunity for their people than trying to destroy Israel and per- perpetuate anti-Semitism, uh, the possibility could be really tremendous.
0: Wow, <laughs> I mean that what a statement, right? And yeah. we, listen, we can thank liberals for that. We can thank wokism. And liberalism and progressivism for what's happening in our universities right now. So if you vote Democrat, you did this. You are the one who created this anti-Semitism, this rampant anti-Semitism. Congratulations. And a lot of Jews are Democrats. It's still, I will never
1: understand that at all. I just will Mm -hmm. never, ever, ever understand it. By the way, there is, uh, for for folks out there who like and have time for long, long, long long-form podcasts. I have not listened to it yet, but I've seen a lot of comments about Jared Kushner's appearance on the Lex Friedman co- podcast. And those are always like three, three and a half hour long. But I, as, as soon as I have like that much time <laughs> to just sit and listen to a podcast, apparently it is amazing. There are th- that Jared Kushner there, you learn so much about him that nobody has known things that he's just incredibly incredibly smart and thoughtful and uh, it's just apparently one of the best interviews ever so that i keep hearing really really good things about it i don't know if anybody's listened to it yet but it sounds like it's a good one if you have that kind of time and want to listen um i i don't mean to subject people to hillary clinton but hillary clinton is right
3: listen People who are calling for a ceasefire now do not understand Hamas. That is not possible. It would be such a gift to Hamas because they would spend whatever time there was a ceasefire in effect rebuilding their uh, armaments, you know, creating stronger positions to be able to fend off uh, an e- eventual um, assault by the Israelis. So. We're in a very different world.
0: I don't think it had to be the world we're in, but that's where we are and we've got to figure our way uh, forward through it. She's right, but then how does she, you know, square with all the the botched foreign policy that right. this president has, has done and engaged in over the past two years and he's put us in the position that we're in. I mean, this is the thing. It's like, I want to agree with her, but then I also want to punch her in the face. Not that I condone violence in the show. <laughs> But I mean, it's like there's so many things that he's done wrong to put us in this position. And then think of all the the weapons that were taken in Afghanistan that we just were like, oh, here you go. Mm -hmm. And then all the money that we've given Ukraine, and then all the all the things that he's done wrong, and the weakness with Iran, all the things that he's done. I mean, it's like, are she just conveniently forgets that she can say that comment. I can agree with that one singular thing, but then there's just like a whole umbrella of other things that I just you she's forgetting she's- well in the
1: part where she says we didn't have to be here we didn't have to be in this position yeah. I wonder what what's she thinking on the inside when she says that is she saying that towards Biden and the yeah. Obama foreign policy yeah well, or is she to. trying to blame that on Trump who had everything sort of calmed down and right? like the whole Abraham Accord like there was so much progress being made towards peace in the Middle East under Trump. So I
0: have to wonder what she means when she says that And she won't say it because she she knows she has to know that so much of this lies on the shoulders of her Democrat brethren. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, she was
1: not the only one uh, that was right over the weekend. There was a lot of people talking in uh, Las Vegas at a Jewish. I forget what the name of the convention was, but it was like a Republican Jewish something convention. And Trump was talking about the um, Israel-Palestine conflict. And he also was absolutely right.
4: On that terrible Saturday morning, the world saw once again that the conflict between Israel and Hamas is not a conflict between two equal sides this is a fight between civilization and savagery between decency and depravity and between good and evil there is no comparison between a group that worships death and a group that cherishes life and cherishes our nation every single life that is lost in this conflict is on the shoulders of hamas hamas alone it's hamas alone and I think you have to really add in the word Iran, Iran. People don't want to talk about it. There can be no sympathy, no excuses and no escape from these monsters. And we will uh, we will do what has to be done.
0: Yeah. And think of, think of what he he's not wrong at all. Mm, he's hundred no. percent correct. And think of what he would have done with sanctions. He wouldn't have, you know, pussyfooted around with these, like you said, monsters. Right. He wouldn't have done that and he wouldn't have been weak. I mean that's what we we literally just like handed pallets of cash literally. Yeah. to these monsters. And what have they done with it? Terrorism. Mhm.
1: Well, and now of course over the weekend the ground invasion, you know, that it definitely got started full force. And so there's a lot of there's heavy heavy fighting and it's happening and unfortunately i mean obviously the goal is to eradicate hamas which has spent the spent all kinds of money that we have sent that other countries have sent that the un has sent they've spent tons of money creating this underground network of tunnels where it's very easy for them to hide all of their supplies it's very h- easy for them to hide hostages it's easy for them to hide period <laughs> and unfortunately i don't there's there i don't know who this commentator is who is on a news program being asked you know Is the IDF's intelligence good enough to eradicate Hamas? And this is what he said.
5: Uh, Do you think the IDF has enough intelligence right now to know where to take the fight against Hamas, where these tunnels are? And there could be uh, hostages that are in those tunnels as well. No, they lack intelligence. The Israelis, given their druthers, would rather not bomb Gaza. They would rather get into the tunnels. Take out Hamas, destroy him, decapitate the movement, and be done with it. The problem is the last nine years, Hamas has been building tunnels. Some of them supposedly go 150 feet deep. I, that seems too much for me, but they're they're very deep, and the only way to get into them is fight from tunnel by tunnel. And if the hostages are down there, it's especially, uh, you know, the chances of their making it out in a protracted war are, are close to zero.
0: God, that is just dire, right? I yeah. Mean, but there's sense. no
1: choice. I I mean Hamas has left Israel no choice. Mm-hmm. And so I you know they have to do what they have to do. And so Absolutely. it's been we've been waiting for this ground invasion now it's happening and you know the, the Hamas leader uh, amazingly still doing interviews from his
0: cush hotel, Swank Hotel in Qatar. Right. Qatar. And if we and if we know that, the question is why can't they take that guy out? Am I <laughs> right. just like asking the drones? Like, seriously, I don't, like, is that an obvious question I, I or am I not allowed to ask that question? No, you can ask it because I can
1: absolutely ask it.
0: Because what is that? If he's it, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. the head of the, the head of the snake. I, I don't know. Just curious. I, I don't know.
1: I don't know how there can't be sanctions on Qatar for for right. allowing these people to, ha- to have to hang these out. Swank
0: places there. Yeah. And just party there. I don't like I don't get all that. Like somebody needs to. Yeah, they, the guy's doing interviews. Yeah, he can, he's doing
1: interviews and not happy about doing them. If he gets asked about innocent civilians that were targeted on October 7th. Oh, damn, does he ever get mad? Check this out.
2: You justify killing people as they sleep, you know, families. How do you justify? I, I want, I, I want to stop this. Uh, interview.
6: In, I want to stop this.
0: Interview. No, I want to stop. Don't want to answer that question. God, that guy looks so evil, doesn't he? Right? So evil. The most evil. He's so evil. Yeah. He doesn't want to talk about killing families. He doesn't want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Doesn't want to own what they actually did. wants to go have some more like wine and cheese and hang out in a swank hotel. That's what he wants to do in Qatar. Yeah.
1: And amazingly, there are all these people, you know, we've seen him for weeks now. We've seen all these college idiots protesting on behalf of Palestinians we've got the the, the protests are taking to the street. It's not just college campuses. Now there's all these organized protests. They shut down like the Brooklyn Bridge over the weekend. Grand Central Station was absolutely overrun. We've got a clip of that to play. I don't even know. I can't make out what they're saying. I, I tried and tried. I even tried to like lip read a little bit. Cannot make it out. Maybe you guys can help. Here's Grand Central. might be saying let Gaza live maybe I could be wrong Gaza was living before October 7th so I mean Israel has it's not like Israel was in there saying we're going to kill everybody Israel was just trying to live its own life and then they had Hamas come in and just completely make a mess start a war and start killing
0: babies right
1: you don't you don't get to just be like well let them
0: live that's not how war works you attack Mm -hmm. you get attacked Right. You come into my house and you kill my kids, and I'm going to, I'm coming after you. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the way that that works. Exactly. It
1: it was just as bad, too. The crowds in the London streets. Oh, my God.
0: I mean, I could not believe that this weekend. I just couldn't. It's the sheer number. I think that's what's so crazy. And listen, in America, too, we're not exempt.
1: I mean, you saw the crowd right here, and it's all coordinated. They all have their matching t shirts. Which begs the question, who's funding this, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Um, in London, I, I, the numbers are staggering. Just look at look at what it looks like.
7: We have a responsibility to educate ourselves, to educate our children, to educate friends and colleagues um, and encourage them to come and speak out. And I think it's, it's important that we have so much representation from
3: whether it's Palestinian families or other individuals around here.
0: It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's- It is. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And it's so many
1: people who are saying free Palestine, free Palestine, free Palestine. If all of those people were saying free Palestine from Hamas, I'd be in the streets with them. (laughs) You know what I mean? But they're not. They are insisting that Israel is some sort of occupying colonial whatever. They're always blaming Israel for it. Hamas is to blame for every last one of the Palestinian people's struggles. Every last one.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, and Paul said, if this doesn't worry you, then you're crazy. I'm right there with you, Paul. Right. Like that's this, it's the sheer numbers and exactly yeah. what you're saying, Mock. It's the, it, and they're, and, and think of the people that aren't out there protesting. Not everybody protests you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like there's even more that are yeah. just kind of hanging out watching the protesters. If you think that's a lot of people, think of the people that aren't on the streets. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, just get ready, man. It's like, this is and in America, it's, it's not just on college campuses. No. I mean, can you imagine? Cause I'm not Jewish, but I mean, I, I can't imagine being a Jewish person right now and watching that and the way that that must make a Jewish person feel. And then I think to myself, well, I am Christian, you know, and I'm next. Yeah. Right. I'm next. You're next. The- if you're Christian.
1: The son of that Hamas leader uh, who's now Christian and who's been doing a lot of speaking out about all of this was just in a rage. Uh, And there was like a three and a half minute diatribe that he posted. I don't have the whole thing, but I have like a main portion of it because man, he was emotional and he was not making any apologies for it. Check this out.
8: There are a bunch of movements coming forward in the West, angry in the streets, protesting, some call themselves pro-Palestine some call themselves free Palestine others say end occupation what occupation are you talking about do you mean end Israel and give Hamas what they want give Hamas weaponry territory soldiers army so they can mess more with the global security are you totally blind how can't you see the things in common between the West and Israel. And how can't you see the violence and the brutality of Hamas movement? Or it's your hatred. You have nothing to do with Palestine. You're just projecting hatred and inflicting emotional pain on the Jewish people as they mourn a modern-day Holocaust. Do you think this is how you help Palestine? There is no such a thing as Palestine. Palestine what? Yasser Arafat, Palestine, PLO, Palestine, PA, Palestine, Hamas, Palestine, Islamic Jihad, Palestine. What Palestine are you protesting for? You have no idea what you're talking about. I am being emotional. I have the fucking right to be emotional. Because I speak on behalf of the children as a Palestinian child, as a child of the land. I qualify to talk about the subject. But you... You have no idea what you're talking about. You've never been there. You did not live the pain of that land. So what are you protesting against or about? What is your problem?
0: Like every spoiled Gen Z coed needs to see that. Right. Every single one of I them. I still don't I, get it. Yeah. I love that guy. He's, he's a yeah, total hero. I just and wow. I absolutely love his shirt because I have it. I have <laughs> that shirt, you guys. Congrats. He's totally giving off Miami Vice vibes in that shirt. But I, know, I seriously, I do, and everything. I do, I do have like the, the sleeveless, pop the pop collar? Collar. I pop the collar. I do. It's a little bit, <laughs> it's a little J Crew, but I love it. I do love the shirt. I'm not making fun of him. I'm not. I just, I love that guy. We could. Share no, it's shirt. he, his voice is so, 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 so important. So yeah. important. He and so also, I'm, gl- he- I'm so glad he uses it. Side note, he did a, an interview with Pierce Morgan. I think it was over the weekend. Very good. Because, you know, you did just shout out on that one interview. That I, It wasn't as long. It wasn't three hours long. But he did a really good interview with Pierce Morgan. He was not wearing that shirt. He didn't have the sunglasses on. <laughs> you can see his eyes. I mean, he was, And it was also really, really good. So you, if you look for that, you can check it out. Because he's just, again, like you said, his voice is super important. He's just, mm-hmm. um, people are asking who it was. He is one of the, he's a son of one of the Hamas, Founders. Founders, yeah. His name is Masab Hassan Yosef, I think. I think that's his name. I can. I've seen it a million times, but I never remember it. Yeah, he's um awesome, and I think he's a Christian, you guys. And yeah, he he's here living in the United States. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, reminder that if you have not made the switch to Patriot Mobile yet for your phone service, why? Why have you not done that?
0: Totally do that.
1: Hello. There is literally no difference in the coverage and they they use all three networks. Your coverage is the same. You can keep your phone. You can keep your phone number. You can upgrade your phone. You can do whatever. You just know that when you make the switch, your monthly bill, that payment that you send in is not going to giant woke companies that are gonna use it for stuff that you hate. It's patriotmobile.com, which is a Christian company that uses part of your money from your monthly bill every month to actually support causes that you believe in. Causes that have to do with the sanctity of life, with the Second Amendment, with religious freedom. Causes that you actually believe in. So this is a no-brainer. This is a no-brainer for conservatives. And they make it so easy. When you call 972-PATRIOT or when you go to patriotmobile.com slash chicks, the customer service, the way that they they switch you over, lickety-split, it is so easy. And you get free activation when you use code Thank <sharp inhale> PatriotMobile.com or 972Patriot. Make the switch. Make your money work a little bit better than it does right now. PatriotMobile.com slash chicks. Um, the anti-Semitism and the absolute forgetting of everything that we were supposed to learn from the Holocaust, it's it's unreal. It's off the charts right now to the point where there were psychopaths in Russia who heard and this is a, a predominantly Muslim area of Russia, they heard that a plane was going to be landing that was carrying Jewish people on it, and they stormed the tarmac, even crawling into the engine of this landing plane, looking, hunting down Jews, essentially. And the way that the AP actually headlined this was crowd storms Russian airport to protest flight from Israel. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's not what they were doing. They were literally on a Jew hunt. So the fact that this is how the AP framed it is absolutely ridiculous. And what's worse is that there are psychopaths on Twitter like this guy, this Dili Hussein guy who said this is the kind of welcome all Israelis should be receiving at airports of Muslim majority countries. So he's like, bring it on. He thinks it's great. It's just oh vile.
0: What? is going on in our world. Seriously. I don't know. It's, it's, a, mo- it's totally a modern prevalent. day. It's, it seriously is a modern day Holocaust, you guys. This is what's happening. And yeah. like, people are just standing by just going, I mean, it's, it's not. It's just, it's fine. It's, it's happening someplace else. It's, it's everywhere. This is, this is not okay. Not okay. And good people have to stand up and speak out against this absolute craziness. This is crazy. It's evil. It's absolute evil, Connie. Yes.
1: I'm glad you said that because the people that need to stand up for it and out for it more than anyone else are actual Arabs like this fellow and so wow what an important voice he has listen to this
9: as arabs we need to admit that the west and israel are not our oppressors we arabs are our worst enemies and biggest oppressors we arabs have killed and oppressed a million times more of our own kind than the west and israel it was not the west or israel that married off my mother when she was a child It was my own people. It is not the West or Israel that has been bombing Yemen and killed over 400,000 Yemenis. It is our own people. It is not Israel or the West that has implanted Islamic extremism in the East and in the West. It is our books, it is our mosques, it is our imams, it is what we read and what we preach. It is not the West or Israel that force us to treat our women like commodities. And most of all, it is not the West or Israel that do not value Arab lives. It is we, Arabs, who do not value human lives. If we do not admit to ourselves that we are the problem, that we need to progress, that we need to change, then change will never happen and blood will keep on flowing and no one will respect us. How do we expect the international community to respect us when we do not respect ourselves?
0: But it kind of goes back to the whole, um, God, I don't, even, I can't remember the movie. Uh, it was a mob movie. Is it better to re- is it better to be respected or to be feared? Hmm. And that's and right now it's like they're just going with the whole fear thing. They're just going with the violence thing. I mean, it's like we're they're it's like we're seeing sheer numbers. I don't think they care about being respected, do they? (laughs) It's is it about respect or is it about conquering? Yeah, it's about about conquering, right? And that's what we're seeing. So I don't think it's about respect, is it? I mean. Well, I think his message is
1: more directed at people that are in these ridiculous protests who are convinced that it's the West that is the problem. Yeah. And not actually Arabs and their and and so many of their mentality about it's their way or the highway, their religion or nothing. And mm-hmm. they won't stop until everyone is like basically mind melded to think exactly the way that they do. It's freaking psychotic. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I just thought that's an important voice. We need to hear more from yep. voices like that. Totally. Uh, All right, let's switch gears to election stuff because Kamala recently did an interview and you know that Kamala is polling really, really bad. Oh, yeah. Biden's already polling bad. Kamala's polling even worse. And so she was asked about that in two different ways.
0: Um, And she's just so dumb. She's just so Kamala. (laughs) Dumb. She's very dumb, you guys. Here are the
1: two attempts to address the fact that she sucks. So hard.
4: CBS poll found that at the beginning of President Biden's term, 70% of young people, people under 30, said he was doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Now it's less than 50%. Why is that? What's going on?
3: If you poll how young people feel about the climate and the warming of our planet, it polls as one of their top concerns when we talk about what we are doing with student loan debt polls very high. Uh, The challenge that we have as an administration is we got to let people know who brung it to them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's our challenge. But it is not that the work we are doing is not very, very popular with a lot of people. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We talk about the weather and giving them free shit. And then we tell them who (laughs) brung it. And I tell them who brung it. Yeah. And that's I love it when it. they
1: think it's a messaging problem, mm-hmm, girl. Right. It is not a messaging. Problem. It's We're well all aware about, right. of who it's brung all,
0: it. All about. <laughs> <laughs> and when she said "brung it," that's what really like put the nail in the coffin. Uh huh. <laughs> no, Mm-mm, no. He uh,
1: he tried again. Here it is.
4: Considering what you are laying out as your achievements, mm. you have the current front runner for the GOP, Donald Trump, facing. What, 91 criminal charges? I've lost count. Yet, the Biden-Harris ticket is running neck and neck with Donald Trump. Why are you not 30 points ahead?
3: Well, I'm not I'm not a political pundit, so I, I, I'm not going to speak to that. But what I will say is this. When the American people are able to take a close look at election time on their options, I think... The choice is going to be clear. Bill, we're going to win. Let me just tell you that. We're going to win. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but we will win.
4: You say that with such conviction.
3: I have no doubt, but I also have no doubt it's going to be a lot of work.
0: Because, you know, it's it's done been brought. It's done been brought, y'all. We brought it. it. We brought it. it. It's done been brought. We're going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his He's face. Very, very, he very, did, very convinced. Did not look he did not look convinced at all. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He was like, mm-hmm. and I'd like to know who that 50% is of people who approve of what they're doing. Like, who are those people? Raise your hand and punch yourself in the face. I don't <laughs> how can you approve of anything? Are you living your life in America right now? Like, how can you be like, wow, yeah, my life is actually a lot better since Biden Harris took office?
1: And the world is seems
0: calmer. Everything's like, good. Yeah, I feel like we're really great and our standing in the world is great and like foreign policy, everything. I feel pretty safe and like gas is at a good place. Groceries are great. My life's awesome. Who are you? Who are those people? Who are Who? you? <laughs> good Lord.
1: And then we've got this administration whose entire foreign policy can be summed up in just one word.
4: What's the message to Iran? Don't.
5: What is your message to Hezbollah and its backer,
4: Iran? Don't. Don't, don't, don't.
0: That's it. That's our foreign policy, you guys. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) He's like the grandpa that tells a grandkid not to do something, and then the grandkid's going to do it anyway. Right. You know, because, I mean, are you threatening? No, you're not threatening at all. Neither one of those people scares me at all. Are you guys scared by either one of those people? No. Do you think our... Seriously, do you think anybody in the world, any other world leader is looking at either one of those weirdos and is thinking, (laughs) oh, yeah, I'm really scared.
1: Okay. And they keep talking about deterrence. And so Jake Sullivan was asked about this whole deterrence method of dealing with Iran and its proxies. And here's how that went.
3: Do you now believe Iran is deterred?
6: Well, what I believe is that the United States will follow through on what we say we're going to do. We said that if our troops were attacked, we would respond. We responded. If they're attacked again, we will respond again. And we are vigilant because we are seeing elevated threats against our forces throughout the region and an elevated risk of this conflict spreading to other parts of the region. We are doing everything in our power to deter and prevent that but I'm not going to predict what the future brings other than to say that if we are attacked, we will respond.
0: Oh my God. No, no, this is the guy. Is this the guy that like two weeks before October 7th said that the Middle East was quieter than it had been in two decades. Yeah. That's the guy. So he's like, I'm not going to predict anymore. Cause I F that up. <laughs> Cause I'm not so good I, at that. I'm not, I'm, good not at the pre- I'm not a fortune teller lady. <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah.
1: Well, this whole deterrence idea, I mean, th- I just don't think it's working, as you can see from the state of the world. And Larry Kudlow took specific issue with John Kirby's continuous use of the word deterrence. He was getting mad about it.
2: let do the same thing.
5: What is Kirby talking about? Kirby says we're going to show deterrence. And then he says we're increasing the sanctions. Now, maybe he means the Hamas sanctions, which uh, are of no impact or consequence whatsoever but for three years nearly, they have been overlooking the Iranian sanctions. I mean, he says this stuff, Rob, and I don't know what he's talking about. And that's why I don't mean to make it personal because that's not my way. But you know, I remember years ago with George uh, W. Bush during the Iraq war and you had this crazy hair guy, Baghdad Bob, making excuses for Saddam Hussein. You, Kirby can't keep saying stuff that is simply not true. I'll give you a whack at it. What new deterrence What new sanctions is he talking about? And where is it? Show me the facts.
2: Well, he's not. The only facts are that we continue to get attacked because there's no consequence as a result of it. He's in an awkward position because if the administration recognized Iran's role in this, we'd have to confront that their policies have failed and that they have to reverse course. They want to do neither. And so as a result, he's unfortunately left at the podium and he's got nothing to say.
0: And then his balls that dropped last week for like two seconds crawl back up into his body. <laughs> That's Kirby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were there. They, they like peeked out. They did. They, they were like, they oh, look, look at, oh, they go right back up. <laughs> oh, it's cold. Mm-hmm. No, I, it's too cold. Super <laughs> cold. This water's cold. <laughs> Uh
1: And then um, just I I saw this flashback of Joe Biden from 2020 during the election where he's, you know, making his case against Donald Trump. And it was so interesting how much he's aged in just this these three years. Yeah. Like it is crazy. Um, But I thought this clip was an interesting flashback because here he is during election season, all worried about Trump getting us into a war with Iran.
4: The world has changed because what Trump has done and the American people, including independents and some Republicans, know how bad he is, know how much he's misrepresented, know how he's getting close to getting us in a war. I said, as the walls close in on this man, I'm worried he's going to get us to war in Iran. Unfortunately, I may have been right. The fact of the matter is there's a lot at stake in this election.
0: Really? Oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable how people forget that. Right. Yeah. Isn't it just incredible? And I mean, here like, we are. Here we yeah, are. It's like everybody. they forget video exists. They mm-hmm. forget all of that. Yeah. <laughs> and God knows that Joe's forgotten that. hmm. I mean, Biden has forgotten that he even said that because he forgot what he ate for breakfast today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we showed that clip earlier of Trump um, making a lot of sense talking about how there really are no two equal sides in this war at that same mm-hmm. exact in that same exact speech. Unfortunately, he also said this,
4: the chairwoman who's done a fantastic job and a real good friend. She's fought alongside of us for a long time. Rana McDaniel. Rana, thank you. Thank you, Rana."
0: Nope. He Why needs is to he stop. thanking her? Nope. He needs to stop with the thanking of Rana No. She is useless. No. Stop useless. aligning yourself. Stop aligning yourself with her. Stop. That was...
1: Just read the room, dude. Not good. (laughs) Mm -mm. Uh, Mike Pence did finally read a room and he has decided it's dunzo time for him. And he made that announcement at this same convention. Here he is.
4: Traveling across the country over the past six months, I came here to say it's become clear to me. This is not my time. So after much prayer and deliberation... I have decided to suspend my campaign for president effective today. Now I'm leaving this campaign, but let me promise you, I will never leave the fight for conservative values and I will never stop fighting to elect principled Republican leaders to every office in the land. So help me God. (laughs) <laughs> there's
0: always a cadence you guys now go now go write your book mike go write your book right okay. wait he already wrote it right he'll write another one now right i mean there's gonna be another, there's always another book there's always there's always a cadence so help me god
1: always. he does it because
0: he wants to lead people to applaud right like he's really counting on those applause moments right. so it's like a it's a crescendo it's like i'm talking i'm talking i'm talking i'm talking. <laughs> And unfortunately, a, right.
1: though, there are people that are still in the freak. Fric- I don't think Asa Hutchinson is out officially. What? So I mean, there are no. people still Seriously? in this race that are not reading the room that have not gotten the message. Stop it. One of those people, Chris Christie, also at the same convention, got completely booed as he as he walks to the podium. And he it was to the point where he had to give the audience a talking to like he gave him a scolding. Listen to this
9: today,
5: today is too serious a day, too serious a day and too serious a moment for pettiness today is too serious a day and too serious a moment, much too serious a moment for unserious people.
0: Did somebody say walk away? Did somebody say walk away? I is think that what so. they said? Oh my God. It <laughs> was so bad. And that same speech, he said that um, there's a difference between free speech and hate speech. And he got a lot of shit for that. Oh, wow. A lot of shit. Because, I mean, the whole, there's the free speech, hate speech. Who decides that? You? When the government starts deciding what is hate speech and what is not, then we're not a free country anymore. You know, just fair, like, stop it, stop with that. Fair,
1: but uh, to that point, DeSantis has figured out where the line is. (laughs) And so hate speech is, is a really dumb concept for the reasons that you just said, because who gets to decide what's hateful or not. But when you are actively aligning yourself with a terror organization, and you are therefore aiding and abetting terrorism, that's a line, that's a red line. And thankfully, Governor DeSantis is drawing it, making it very clear, and he's eliminating funding and the right of student groups who are aligning themselves with terror groups to exist. And I think this is absolutely right.
5: This is not cancel culture. Uh, This group, they themselves said in the aftermath of the Hamas attack that they don't just stand in solidarity, that they are part. Uh, of this Hamas movement and so yeah you have a right to go out and demonstrate but you can't provide material support to terrorism they've linked themselves to Hamas and so we absolutely decertified them uh, they should not get one red cent of taxpayer dollars uh, and we also have strong laws in Florida against fundraising for groups like Hamas and we are enforcing those vigorously it's not a First Amendment issue that's a material support to terrorism issue
3: yeah just to be clear you're citing the Florida law that says one can. Not give material aid or resources to a terrorist organization.
0: Do you have any support that they're actually doing that?
5: Their own words are saying they're part of this organization, that they don't just stand in solidarity, that they don't just support what they did, but that this is their movement too. So once you hit your wagon to a group like Hamas, uh, that takes you out of the realm, uh, of normal activity. And that's something that, that we're going to take action again. So we believe we're totally justified within the law. Um, and I think things like this have been litigated time and again. But here's the, here's the broader point. You know, are we just going to uh, commit suicide as a country? Uh, um, and let groups metastasize who are openly siding with brutal terrorist organizations. I don't think that's a recipe for a successful country. Uh, I want to have a country where we're protected from that stuff. Yeah. So I think we made the right decision. I stand by 100 percent.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think terrorism is a totally different thing than somebody who's just like saying mean things about, I don't know, liberalism or conservatism or whatever. Mm-hmm. Terrorism is a completely different ball game. Terrorism is I want to exterminate. Uh, jer- I want to exterminate Jews. Yeah, you know that's ter- that's exactly what we're seeing happening. That's a completely different ballgame. game. That's totally and, different. And when we see that on on campuses, like if somebody doesn't, if they're not an American citizen and they're on one of our college campuses and they're screaming that garbage and they're saying that they want to do that, or if they're actually, um. If they're terrorizing somebody on a college campus, I say arrest them, expel them and deport them. I mean, get them out of here. They're a terrorist. So I don't have any problem with that at all. I think that we should be doing that more and more because I don't know why we're tolerating that.
1: I don't know why. And he's not.
0: And I I love that he's not. And he's like,
1: this is a clear red line. And this is this is obvious. It should be obvious. Right. Yeah. uh Alexander, thank you. Alexander says, "Don't, don't, don't," as if that'll work. World War Three, here we come. And Ken Conrad, thank you. Says Ron DeSantis and Scott Walker in 2028. Oh, be still my heart. Oh my God. <laughs> Scott Walker. That's like the Holy...
0: dream ticket. Wow. <laughs> like, is a he'd be the VP? Wow, that was yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she just got the them both. She just got the vapors. <laughs>
1: Mm -hmm. There's chaos happening on the Democrat side, too. Um, And we talked about this last week, this Dean Phillips guy. This is the guy that you can see on the right hand side of your screen. He announced Thursday night officially that he is trying to primary Biden. Now, what's interesting about Dean Phillips is that while he has made it official that he's trying to primary Biden, he doesn't like to say out loud that he's trying to primary Biden. So he likes to talk about the fact that he's running for president. He doesn't like to talk about the fact that it's against Biden and Kristen Welker, who, by the way, is going to be one of the debate moderators, the Republican debate moderators next next week. She pushed back on that, and it was an interesting conversation. Congressman, respectfully, you are literally running against President Biden. So can you tell voters what is your major
0: point of difference with President Biden?
5: I'm not running against President Biden. I'm running for the majority of Americans who want somebody different.
1: But you just announced Uh, you're running for president, aren't you? That means you're running against
9: President Biden. That's literally the definition of what that means. And I'm doing it,
5: and I'm running for president because America deserves to have someone listen to them. Uh, I am someone that feels so deeply that this system is so broken, is so corrupt, and is so in need of someone who does not come from 50 years of spending time in washington a culture of conflict instead of cooperation i know what america wants i'm part of the exhausted majority
0: I- oh my I god mean, he doesn't understand what he's doing he has no idea no. he also says like he has like twenty thousand followers on twitter as of last night so i'm sure he's really gonna do like he's he's gonna do great he's gonna this do really so great like nobody even knows who this guy is he also said he deeply admires biden then what no. are you doing? Yeah, I have no idea. This guy is a joke. He's never gonna do anything. It's gonna have to be Gavin or nobody else. Like, Gavin's gonna have to swoop in. Nobody knows who this guy is. He's a total squish. I don't know why they're doing it. It's total joke. It's just well, this guy,
1: I, this guy named Basil. I don't. For, his name is so weird. It's like Basil Smichael or something like that. He's mad. He is mad at Dean Phillips. Uh, for having so he basically calls him a narcissist even making this run attempt check this out you
5: have another democrat in a primary against joe biden talking about an issue that democrats are very sensitive about because he talked about this talking about the uh, issue of uh, talk about the the talk about age and talking about being the future of the party you know gavin newsom could do that but he decided not to run for example and if you're concerned about the future of the party why not talk about kamala harris who's the sitting vice president and then work to elect the ticket so that you can elevate her to a future position but instead of that you're going to challenge the sitting president in a primary that's just i i I have a just a huge problem with that from a narcissistic standpoint but also from an electoral standpoint that just raises so many more questions and so many more dangers for the party
0: i like how they both just sit there when he mentions kamala and they're like oh we can't have kamala we can't (laughs) (laughs) I I have to quickly go back. because Somebody made the comment about when I said something about deporting, like expelling, arresting and expelling and deporting those people and sending them. Somebody said that was commie talk. It's not commie talk. If those people are on visas and they're here to go to school on visas and they're like threatening to kill people in our country because of, I don't know, their religion or whatever. GTFO. That yeah. is not, that's not commie talk. If you're here and you're not a citizen and you're like using our educational institutions to better yourself and then do whatever, you're probably going to go back to your own country anyway, GTFO, we don't have to keep you here. Like, seriously, yeah, you don't, don't just get to make threats at people. Right. That's not, that's not part of free speech. That's, that's not commie talk. That's it, You're welcome for being here. But if you're going to be a dick, bye. <laughs> I don't, like, why is that commie talk? It's not. I, I yeah, I don't. I don't no. know. No detour.
1: I wanted to show just a tiny, tiny clip uh, from that movie that we told you about earlier in the week called after death. And so this comes out October 27th. This is another production from the same studios that did sound of freedom. And they're doing the same pay it forward plan, where if you want to buy your tickets in advance, you can uh, at angel.com slash chicks. You can also pay for somebody else's tickets if you want to or if you, want, if you want to get tickets and can't afford to see the movie otherwise, you can also claim tickets at that same website, angel.com slash chicks. Here is one of the guys that was featured in the movie uh, talking about th- how important this movie is.
4: I'm Don Piper, and I died on January 18th, 1989. A semi-truck crossed into oncoming traffic in the rain and crashed into me, killing me. Since 2001, the number of people who doubt the existence of life after death has almost doubled. But our film, After Death, can help change that. Together, we can spread the message of hope that there is life after
1: death. After Death is the name of the film. Get your tickets. It's pretty extraordinary. Uh angel dot com slash shh.
2: 18 plus.
1: Um, you've probably heard that there are folks in Congress on the House side who are very, very busy right now writing resolutions against each other and trying to get each other censured. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, for example, trying to censure Rashida Tlaib. There's Democrats. I think Rashida Tlaib is like trying to censure her back. I mean, it's they are being such toddlers, all of them, that it's just gotten ridiculous. And they're they're using this awful horrible Israeli conflict um, as a political weapon to do it. And it's just gross. And Jake Tapper is so sick of it that he got to cursing on his CNN show. Check this out.
2: Anti-Semitism is not a cudgel to be used against people for political points. Nor is Islamophobia or racism or anti-gay behavior or misogyny or, or any other kind of bigotry just over three weeks ago 1400 people mostly jews mostly civilians were slaughtered here in some of the cruelest and most unimaginable ways in the deadliest day for jews since the holocaust this shit is not a game
0: okay he's he's done that a couple times like he's you know, I, we we played another one from l- last week where he kind of went off about that. Mm-hmm. So he's probably one. He's an anomaly, I think, on that side of the aisle that's speaking out against this stuff. I mean, they're reporting on it, but they're not as emotional as he is right. about right. it. I think that's what I'm trying to say. So it's really interesting watching him kind of come around on this stuff because, listen, he's part of the woke crowd. Yeah. So and that wokeism has bled into a lot of this anti-Semitism crap and he's not having it so it's interesting how some of them are waking up and some of them are still going along with that they're just sort of being quiet about it I think he's um, genuinely surprised at at the reaction across the
1: world yeah because from the get-go he's always been pro-israel and so he's been shocked and I think that's what's made him kind of emotional about all of this, mm-hmm. and then to see Congress people fighting over who said mean things, and they're going to get. Sen- I mean, it's just so stupid. Yes. Yeah. censures do absolutely nothing; they change nothing. It's all pointless. It's just so dumb, and it's Congress just wasting all of our time again. I'm hoping that Mike Johnson
0: is like, "Can you just stop? Can, can everybody stop just being- stop? Yeah, everybody stop being kids. Let's get some work done." Yeah, yeah, and that's I, man. I'm hopeful about that too.
1: Yeah. You mentioned Gavin earlier, and uh, for those of you who don't know, Gavin just recently had himself a trip to China so he Mm -hmm. could hang out with President Xi and also some Chinese kids on a basketball court when this happened. You got to mow over a Chinese kid, Gavin. Oh, oh my god. god! I'm just gonna pretend I'm hugging you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's so awkward, you guys. He so falls awkward. and he touches kids like Biden. He's just <laughs> like Biden. It's crazy. And I also think that was charging. It was it not charging? <laughs> Seriously, if you know anything He's about like basketball, kind of a I feel like it was charging. So, yeah, that's not good. He's, like, just about as manly as Pete Buttigieg is. <laughs> so Which weird. is to say not at all manly no. in case there was he any just, question. <laughs> he, they should never, ever let him do anything athletic ever again. Never, don't. ever. Just stop it with that. Like, all the photo ops and the video ops, just, it's not, no, just don't. <laughs> But it does make
1: me feel like I know he said it a million times that he's not going to run. He's I feel like there's going to be some kind of hanky panky at the DNC and he's just going to slip in there somehow. I don't know the
0: mechanics. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think it's going to happen. Why is he in China? Why is he over there meeting with the Chinese president? Why is he doing that? What's that about? Why does he need to do that? I mean, shouldn't he be like governing in California? Shouldn't he be doing that?
1: Well, that's already a lost
0: cause. (laughs) I just feel like that's okay.
1: (laughs) Before we get to whack, and we have double whack today, uh, one more clip to share with you, which is apropos of nothing, but it just made me so mad. And that is the Scott Galloway guy, who's a professor at NYU, um, was on with Bill Maher this weekend talking. And he was one of those guys that during COVID, during the height of COVID, he didn't feel like the lockdowns were strict enough. So he was like super lockdown happy, super like close down the schools, mask everybody, vaccinate everybody. He was that guy. And he was probably that guy who also criticized Mm -hmm. anyone who was against those things as being like a murderer, essentially, right? So these people were horrible. Everybody remembers how horrible they were. And now he has the utter gall to say that everybody, like all of us on the other side need to give him grace. And here's why.
5: I was on the board of my kid's school during COVID I wanted a harsher lockdown policy, and in retrospect, I was wrong. The, the, the damage to kids of keeping them out of school longer was greater than the risks. But here's the bottom line. Myself, our, our great people, the CDC, I'd like to thank the governor, we were all operating with imperfect information, and we were doing our best. So let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's hold each other accountable. But let's bring a little bit of grace and forgiveness in the, yes. the shit show that West you? Yeah. No,
0: no. no, I'm not. No grace. Those. I'm not giving. No, no. Because <laughs> they didn't give any grace. Nope. They gave no grace. No. In fact, we were painted as we were basically grandma killers is what we were. We were dirty. We were the dirty, unvaccinated weirdos <laughs> is what we were. No, Mm-mm. people not lost get-
1: their jobs, their livelihoods, everything. They lost right. literally everything due to attitudes like that, guys. And he's going to try to say, just show me some grace. We were doing the best we
0: can. People no. weren't able to go to funerals of their loved ones because of yeah. guys like that. He can suck it. He can suck he all can of do. it. Yeah,
1: exactly right. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Now it's time for whack. Yeah. So this, uh, this lady, okay, is a cop and she is arresting an English woman She's giving her, um, I'm sorry, maybe not arresting her. I think she's getting a ticket. She's giving a a massive ticket to an English woman for praying silently (laughs) outside of an abortion clinic. This is what happens
7: now in the UK. Is part of an organized protest? No. You're not. Are you part of a pro-life organization or pro-choice organization? I am, but I'm not here in that capacity. Okay. Are you protesting? No. Are you here to pray for the lives of unborn children? Uh, It's a little bit leading but no I'm not. Okay, Uh, can your action be carried out elsewhere? I can pray elsewhere but I I want to pray here today. Right, why have you chosen the location here to stand? You know this is an abortion centre that I'm standing outside of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, Um, are you aware that there is a public space protection order in place here? Yes I am. Okay um are you aware that you're breaching the public protection order i'm not no uh will you move from here to outside the exclusion zone I, i don't believe i need to okay um if not why are you not willing to move outside of the exclusion zone because i don't believe i need to i believe i've got a right to be here okay right um if you believe that you're present to protest in any form um, obviously we're going to need to issue with a fixed penalty notice sorry can you explain that again yes um we've if you believe that you're present to protect in any form if, if i'm if i believe what sorry if you believe that you are present to protest in no I, any I'm, form, I'm not here to protest no right um well you in the pspo you're, you're breaching it well, so I'm in the zone be, yes but so I'm not gonna, protesting yes yeah. so you're going to be given a fixed penalty notice today okay um, and um, that'll be given to you with the offence and planning to comply with the public space protection order under the antisocial behavior crime and Policing Act 2014 um, and my colleague's going to issue with the ticket um, just to make it clear I'm not protesting okay but you know you can't be here i'll just point out the case there. i think you've seen that before i know there's a zone here but i'm not protesting within the zone i'm just silently praying
0: Isabel. Uh, these cannot be real cops right can you believe that she's silently praying I, <laughs> yeah i mean don't these don't those cops have better things to do there's, there's a lot no of way that
1: that woman is a cop she's like 70.
0: There's just no way. You know what I mean? I mean, who wants to be a cop now, though? Think about that. Well, that's true. Think of all the stuff that's going on there and all the stuff that's going on here. I mean, people don't want to be cops anymore. So that's who they have as cops. And they're giving out tickets for silently praying. (laughs) Oh, my God. And yeah. how did she even prove that she was praying? She may have been just like closing her eyes and then just like, you know, praying to herself, probably in a zone in the, like if she was outside the zone, it's probably like three feet away where she right. was allowed to silently pray. And then, like, yeah, she, she was not in the zone. She was not oh in the God. right zone, you guys. Can you even? This is, this is ridiculous. Right. This is what's happening um, in England. So that is happening. And then also we have another whack. Um, that's also coming to an American near you. Just get ready for it, because mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to pray outside in public silently. You won't be able to do that. Also, Abby is it Abby Wambach? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Abby yeah. Wombach. soccer player. She's a soccer player. Um, she has a lot of white guilt. A lot. So of it. much guilt. A lot of guilt for her white. And she's
1: she's talking to some professor, I think, mm-hmm. about reparations. Right. This mm-hmm. is just nauseating
3: white people i need you to know that your money will not assuage you from your guilt you cannot pay your way out of this there aren't enough reparations in the world that you can pay us and so you think because you write a check or you slide me something in venmo that you're absolved and you can tell somebody well i gave dr blay a hundred dollars i'm not racist dr blay is gonna spend your hundred dollars and still tell you that you're racist thank
0: you (laughs) that's awesome Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. awesome? <laughs> I feel like what? I'm not paying a damn cent. <laughs> <laughs> how about I don't anything. pay you,
1: and I don't feel guilty? How, how about, about that? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> how
0: about that?
1: Cash oh my me god!
0: <laughs> Cash me all the way outside. Uh huh. <laughs> wow. I don't feel guilty for all of this pastiness. I, there's no guilt. <laughs> Look at all the space in it, y'all. I believe in it. I believe I I belong in a dark pub. That's where we I. We are proud people of power. Have, and you can suck it. So <laughs> I'm so poloric is what I am. I mean, I just. Oh my god! What is, is it?
1: What that she's like? That's so
0: awesome that you just I, said that. What? what? Why would she do that? Why are people like that? Why are you so guilty for the, for the lack of melanin in your skin? What is somebody saying? What is somebody mad about? What is somebody doing? Is somebody being a troll? No, I'm just, I'm just disgusted. You're just mad. Her. You're mad at her. Okay. Cause I don't understand. I don't understand the the guilt for why you were born this. Why are you, why it are doesn't you guilty? Make any sense? It's yeah, so dumb. Abby, Abby needs to calm down with the guilt and just figure that out. You know, talk to her maker and be like, you know what? It's cool. It's fine. I just have less melanin than this other individual. And why is that lady so angry? She's so angry.
1: Yeah. You know? And, but I mean, I'm glad she said out loud that like, there's no
0: reparations do nothing. They don't, they, there, there's nothing, there's no point. And so nobody needs to be talking about it And no matter what I do, she's always going to hate me for my, the color of my skin because she is a racist. Mm Mm-hmm. So nothing is going to help that. So let's just all let's get just over not. it. Let's just <laughs> not. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I hope everybody has a, well, we hope everybody has a wonderful Monday. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye, everybody.
6: podcast.